that someone would be like, Mark, what do you think about learning? What's your definition? And I was like, I, I honestly have no idea. Like I've been in schools for, you know, 30 years and I, I have no Hey again, everyone, and welcome to the Modern Learners Podcast. I'm Will Richardson, your host. And in this week's episode, I join my colleague and good friend, Bruce Dixon, for a chat with Mark Heinz, a divisional technology coach in Elk Grove, Illinois, and more importantly, a change school cohort for alumni. If you're listening to this prior to September 14th, I just want to remind you that enrollment for cohort six of change school is still open over at our site at change.school. And if you're listening to this after that date, head on over anyway and check out the details for when our next cohort will be starting up. In this conversation, Mark talks about his discomfort with school as it is and how his change school experience impacted the way he now thinks about his practice and about schools in general. I know it's going to push your thinking. It pushed ours as well. Don't forget, check out everything we're doing these days at modernlearners.com. We've got a number of Modern Learners Labs coming up. We've got new newsletters. And we're really excited to announce that in uh, November, we'll be releasing our very first Modern Learners course on reimagining assessment for the modern world, which, by the way, you'll get for free if you sign up for Change School before Friday at midnight. And as always, if you like this podcast or if you've liked our past podcast, we'd love it if you head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. We'd really appreciate it. As always, if you have any questions or concerns, feel free to reach out at will@modernlearners.com. But for now, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy our conversation with Mark Heinz. We're here tonight with our good friend and Change School alumni, Mark Heinz, who uh, graciously has uh, offered us up the next uh, 45 minutes or so to uh, just talk a little bit about his work. And Mark, it is great to see you. We had a conversation earlier today, so it's an extra special treat for me to talk to you twice in one day. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Well, yeah, really appreciate it. So, Mark, you are in Elk Grove, Illinois, which um, is a suburb outside of uh, Chicago, um, very close to where I spent my formative years <laughs> in Elmhurst. Um, and um, you have been uh, doing some really interesting work in your school. And the way we'd like to structure this tonight is just talk a little bit about um, your work kind of before you, you uh, started doing change school and started being subjected to our, <laughs> all of our, you know, pokings and proddings and questions and, and all that kind of stuff. And then talk a little bit about how, uh, how that experience went and then um, what life is like after change school. But um, love it if you just start a little bit by talking about Elk Grove and the district that you're in and um, the work that you're doing um, and, and, you know, just some background on, on, on who you are and what you do. Yeah, uh, so the district I'm in, District 214, has got six major high schools and then some alternative high schools, um, all about 2,000 kids, and they're really diverse. Um, you know, Elk Grove High School in itself is about 50% low income, 50% um, minority, just a huge range. We're right by O'Hare, so we've got the industrial park. Um, you know, just very different groups of people and their family backgrounds. So working class, upper class, lower class, a lot of immigrants, um, first generation families. And then the district is 
you know, ranging of just a traditional suburb and lots of different, you know, varieties that come with that. How long have you been there? Uh, this is my 13th year. And you're a technology coach, is that right? Uh, this year, no. Uh, we've changed the name. Nothing oh, else has changed. But, <laughs> but different acronyms for people to memorize. <laughs> right. Uh, we're business cards? <laughs> uh, we stopped doing business cards a few years wow. ago. I, I missed, you know, the big change. Um, but uh, we're teaching and learning facilitators now. Oh, there you go. So what does that mean? Um, well, it's kind of largely determined by the people in the building. So the way that I view it is more of like a coaching role. Um, and meeting teachers where they are and kind of pushing them um, to kind of do a lot of what we do in change school, which is to kind of push the boundaries of what we actually want and to kind of refocus on learning and bring back the autonomy to teachers and students in the best way that we can. So Mark, talk a little bit about um, how you came to change school and, and, you know, what the work you were doing beforehand, the experience you had maybe during change school and, and since. So, I mean, I've always been really reflective, at least from my point of view, whether or not that's a super positive thing, but um, I would pretty much buy into whatever was the new zeitgeist of that year. So flipped learning, I've done it, uh, standards, bought into the ACT, SAT, AP, <laughs> you know, decoded it, then broke it down, redid it. Then always around April and May, I would just be like, okay, what's next? Like, how do I redo it? How do I get to that next level of, you know, success by a traditional metric? And, you know, never was really like, I guess, satisfied with what I was doing because I never really, I think, valued exactly what I was doing. Um, I always really cared about the people that I was with and the students and tried to get their voice. And, you know, there was always reason behind the change. Like when I flipped my classroom, um, it was really because the textbook was not great. And I just would hear kids complaints about how much time they would spend each night reading this book that I would have to decode for them anyway. And I was like, well, what's the point of that? Um, but again, every year I would just make these giant overhauls to curriculum, thinking that that would be the fix. So what was, <laughs> what was, what was kind of your personal driver for feeling the need to overhaul the curriculum every year? I guess just never really satisfied with how things would go. You know, like there'd be glimmers and moments of like, oh my God, this was a great lesson. And, you know, kids would be so engaged and they would love it. And then we would move forward. And then, you know, like those days would get far and fewer between as second semester would come about as energy would be lower on my end. Um, you know, I would have like, oh, okay, this one cool thing, things would go well. And then, you know, second semester rolls around and I'm not focusing on writing as much. I'm, you know, kind of letting things go, even though it's still like rigorous by, you know, traditional standards of like throw more at the kids. Um, but then I was always like upset with that, you know, kids would, I would start classifying them by their scores, pushing them a little bit more, giving them just more to do because I was, you know, in April and you're like, okay, here's another review packet. Here's another video you could watch. Here's another textbook you could read and not really knowing what the outcome of all of those things were. So each year it would be kind of a refinement of like, did this work? Was this and, and so when you define work and effective, is it, was it pretty much by the grades that they got? Uh, by the grades that they got or a score that they would get on an ACT or um, an AP score. And then, 
you know, kind of feeling a little dirty uh, as you would get into the reporting of that and, you know, just pushing a kid no matter what to get that score. Um, and, you know, every year it was a reflection of like, how do I devalue that just a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, and then when change school came around and Linda Ashida really pushed me, who's a colleague of mine and an alum who went through that process before said, I have to sign up. Um, <laughs> And, and was right. And you guys just continually like pushed my thinking um, in the first sessions of just what would you change and why? And what do you mean by learning? Which is a great question. So when we talked before today, um, one of the things that you said was that it change school kind of worked for you because you felt like you were ready for it. Um, so just to, you know, just to be clear about what, what you mean by that. I mean, what is it, what, I know this is going to sound really weird, but what does it mean to be ready for change school? I mean, what, what, is, what does that entail? I think you look around school and you go, something needs to change. And I think you are at that point where you're like, if we continue to do the things that we're doing in the way that we're doing them, we're not going to be satisfied. Like either as a human or you know, how we treat the people that are around us, mainly our students, and then how we just kind of judge success. And I was kind of tired of viewing success just only by a score. And that was large in part my fault because I had bought into that system and continually perpetuated that the more and more I pushed to try to get those scores up in whatever capacity they were. And just looking around and saying like, there's gotta be something else. Like this isn't what school was intended for you know, kids coming and being anxious, kids coming and having anxiety that's causing them to stress out about just a quiz or just being literally in class and looking around and saying like, man, with all the work that we're doing, like we could be doing so much more that is centered around the students' interests. And, you know, Change School kind of helps you center in on that as opposed to just kind of aimlessly wandering and being like, well, what, what should I change? What would be good to change? And, and you guys have been great about guiding me through that um, and pushing my thinking about like, well, here's real world applications where it's not just a future that we're preparing them for the college, which I know is a kind of a trope of educators and an easy out. Like, well, this is what they're gonna need to do for the next four years. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Like, and even universities are changing. so. Why does everybody have to go to college? Why does everybody have to go to that traditional college? And, you know, it's logical. It's things that you, you know are not true, but they seem good in the moment because you're so blinded by that, like, traditional school. So I'm just wondering what your sense is of your colleagues in terms of that. I mean, is it your sense that they kind of get that as well? I mean, they kind of feel that as well or, or what? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's, we're a competitive school and we're a competitive district within those traditional metrics, but also non-traditional. Um, you know, we like to publicize what we do in, in a lot of positive ways, but I think even within that, teachers comparing themselves to each other. Um, you know, I've had a lot of conversations this year after going through change school and, you know, the nice thing about the lifetime membership, shameless plug, um, you know, being a part of it over the summer when you're not as connected to school on a day-to-day -day basis and kind of allowing yourself to like decompress and be like, well, what, oh, that's what I was doing. 
um, and coming back and just asking a lot of the questions that you guys did, you know, what would you change? Like, how do you feel about judging yourself by a kid's score? You know, how do you feel like when a kid got a three on an AP exam and you thought they should have gotten a four? You know, or if a kid in a previous AP exam did one way and they did less than you, are you a lesser teacher? You know, and I, we know the answers to those and just asking them. It's a lot of teachers I don't think have been ever asked to say that out loud. And then you go, well, okay, if you could do your class over, what would you do differently if there wasn't a mandated curriculum? You know, what would you change and, and why? So just those like early questions, which you guys are really good about zeroing in on right when you walk into change school. Um, and I think a lot of teachers have just never really felt empowered to answer those questions honestly. So as a result of those discussions you've had with colleagues, what, what's been the reaction? What's been the result of it? What's been the outcomes in terms of what's happening? Um, sometimes I push too much. <laughs> and that, that's been hard for me because I, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to just dive in with everybody. Um, yep. And I push some people away for some, some moments. But, you know, it, it's pretty honest with a lot of people. And I think that they've been um, encouraged by like, oh, wow, like people are actually asking these questions and, and they value my opinion, which, you know, we're pretty autonomous once we shut the door. You know, no one is really telling us we have to get through this curriculum. We have to, to do this. It's kind of that pressure on ourselves. So it's kind of freeing by me being in the role that I am to say like, well, what would happen if you didn't cover everything? And a lot of people are like, well, I, I think there'd be deeper learning. You know, I think that there would be more, um, you know, great conversations between students and they might have a, a greater appreciation for, you know, schools and what we're doing in all of our disciplines and kind of get back to some of those cool projects that we used to do um, and that kids would feel that they were welcomed and their opinions were valued as opposed to, I know you really love the Romans, but we get one day to cover them and then we've got to move on. Uh, and, and that's okay. You know, I think that there's a lot of great, cool things that we're interested in. And if we can take that concept of, well, we feel empowered when we do the things that we want and how do we transfer that to the students so that they feel empowered when they get to do the things that they want. So, you know, one of the things that we, we start with in change school is, is that big hairy question, you know, what is learning? Um, how do you define learning? And, um, it's always interesting to us the ways that people kind of respond to that, you know, um, and, and many of them just struggle <laughs> with that, especially after, after we have some conversations and then they go back and they start really looking at what's happening in classrooms. I mean, what was your, what was your kind of response to that question? How did you process that? Uh, I hid from it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you guys asked, uh, I was kind of petrified of like someone asking me in a solo question, you know, like when you guys have the breakout sessions, um, mm -hmm. that someone would be like, Mark, what do you think about learning? What's your definition? And I was like, I, I honestly have no idea. Like I've been in schools for, you know, 30 years and I, I have no <laughs> clue, um, which is not true. I mean, you know, we all have our true. concepts of learning, yeah. but we're so blinded by like the um, assessment culture by the, if I can't measure it easily and I can't tell what's going on, then like, is that really learning? 
And so I think, you know, I've struggled with that. I think I was stuck on that question for six months um, because I was really just like, God, well, that's really what schools are about, right? Like we should be about learning. And if they're not, then what are we doing? And so, you know, I think every book that you guys have thrown our way, I've been really just reading through the lens of like, well, what really is learning? Um, and I think I've reread, you know, some of those original posts, you know, 30 or 40 times, just diving and being like, is that really what I mean? Um, and it's like that standard 101 question you get when you enter in college and they're like, well, why do you want to be a teacher? You know, what's the purpose of schools? And I think so much we throw that stuff just by the wayside. And then, you know, we become a mid-career teacher and, and we're just kind of blindly going about our day and, and, and all those, as you guys have put it, the transactional, um, the day-to-day -day of like, well, here's this quiz, here's this content, regurgitate it back to me or turn it into a video and submit it to me and then I'll give you feedback on it and then we'll start the whole process again on Monday. So uh, t talk a bit about, you, met, you mentioned the community and how you felt going into the breakout rooms. Talk a little bit about, about how that was for you, that all of a sudden you, you were working with people that you hadn't worked with before. Uh, well, at first, you know, it's a little intimidating um, in a good way. You know, it's like you find your people right away, but you're not sure if, if your opinions are like smart enough. Again, that's kind of the school bias is that I'm so used to like, well, what's the grade? What's the ranking that I'm in? Um, is my opinion even valid? And you know, you're the dealing grades, with the grades, the grades are coming out next week. Just so you know, I mean, oh, it's good. Taking right. a little time. It's taking us a little time to kind of, you know, average them all out and stuff, but they'll be, you know, go ahead, keep going. Sorry. Um, you know, and I, you know, your comment is spot on. Like I've been trying to erode grading as much as I can in schools, just because of that same feeling that I had of like, well, God, this is something I wanted to do. I signed up for, and you know, I'm, I'm still in that comparative mode and I'm like, well, gosh, if I feel that way as somebody who has been in schools for his entire life and has master degree and all these other professional learning opportunities. And I talk about schools pretty much all the time with my family and people at work and I don't feel adequate enough, you know, about my own personal journey because that's what change school is. I'm like, well, this is preposterous. You know, we're really like, how do we move past that? Uh, yeah. And so, so really those breakout rooms were, you know, just listening to everyone's journey. And then you start, like, you think everybody's like so much better than you because, you know, change school, you get dumped in and then some people just start talking. Um, and you guys are really great at asking the right questions right away. And, and then it, they're kind of stumpers. They're not easy ones. It's not like, well, how long have you been a teacher? And you're like, great, move on. You know, it's, <laughs> it's the right questions that we should be asking people in all walks of schools, all stakeholders, you know, and we had open house last week and I asked my families that came in and I was like, you know, we're going to focus on learning. And, and I hope that you really question what we mean by learning. And, you know, it, it took me a long time, but, you know, you guys have been really great about that and kind of pushing it without judging, which is really hard um, that I'm struggling with as I'm working with other people, you know, because I'm, I'm there and, I want to keep asking that question to other people in my, you know, learning community. 
Yeah, people sometimes say to us they find we try and say from the outset that we want to walk the talk. In other words, you know, we want change to, to be an inquiry journey. Um, and, and I think, as you said, not only, not only do people sometimes find that they're mixing with people who they're not, who they don't know prior to coming into the community, a little bit intimidating, but they also find the process a little bit hard because it isn't a delivery a content delivery process. There aren't just a series of things to do and off you go. And it's, we try and make it, as we said, you know, we try and put our beliefs into practice in change school itself. Is, is, is that what you've, did you take some time to adjust to that? Or is that what you found the most rewarding? Uh, I found it the most rewarding. You know, I think the hardest part for me was that like just a basic question I wasn't ready to, <laughs> to answer, you know, and then you're kind of like dumbfounded and being like, well, what have I done, you know, with all of the students that I've had? Um, but it, it's, it's so empowering, like listening to people all over the world, you know, in the cohort that I was in, I mean, we had people in South America, Africa, you know, India, Australia, New Zealand, Europe, all parts of the United States, Canada. And you're like, everyone is experiencing the same thing. You know, it, this is not, you know, so specific to a suburban or an American system. You know, everyone keeps thinking like, oh, well, this school system has it figured out. And the answer is even if they are closer to walking that walk, you know, there's so much to be shared and to um, continually just learn from each other. And I think that's the coolest thing about the community is that, you know, you connect with all these people, superintendents teachers, board members, um, and, and everyone is still asking those same questions and still stuck on that, like, what do you mean by learning? You know, and I think you guys are really good about, there's so many of us who just wanna come in and kind of vent, you know, because we're struggling and you guys are like, that's great that that's the situation, but now what do we do? And I think that that's like the really cool thing is that no matter how, much of a day you've had or how much of a week you've had when you plug into change school at night or in the morning, depending on what time of <laughs> time zone you're in, you, you're also like, gosh, okay, this is a group of people who are sharing the same thing and that really want to focus on the, the true intent behind what schools should be about, which is learning and for student learning and for even the people who are in it so that teachers and administrators continually grow you know, as learners. And so that we walk the walk, just like you guys are doing with our students. And it's not this power dynamic of, well, I've already been through it. And let me just give it to you guys, because this is the best way to get to journey, you know, to finish the journey. And so yeah, it's an intimidating at first, just because I think it's that personal struggle of like, what do I really want? And I think it's, it's in everyone's mind. You know, I think almost every teacher or administrator or board member deep down knows that that's the inkling thing that's bothering them and why we continually redo things, you know, and dust off the lesson plans and, and make changes to them. But we don't often have that time in our day to really reflect and have a conversation that's longer than an hour you know, most of the time it's five minutes and you're like, man, that was a rough lesson. And you're like, sure was the bell's ringing. All right. You know, get back in there. Um, and then, you know, change school has really allowed me to have time to unpack all of that and see that people are going through that same thing. Yeah. I think I, 
you go, Will. Well, you were, you were in cohort four, and then you, you showed up a lot in cohort five. Like you said, you know, you, you kind of came back um, during the summer. Um, so, I mean, what was that like? I mean, because you, you engaged in uh, many of those, you know, conversations. You, you were doing them, what was probably on your fifth or sixth month, right? Or, or somewhere in that range. Um, did, did, it, did it get boring? Or was it always kind of just interesting and, and, um, and fresh or what? And I, I'm asking you know, for selfishly, right? Because we're always interested too in what, what the people who are doing change school are experiencing, so. The first time you go through change school, <laughs> like I kept thinking, we got to like week two or three and the first time I went through it and I was like, all right, I know what I'm doing now. Like, <laughs> I've got it. And then each week you guys like layer in another thing and then I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> oh, I never thought about that. And, you know, like your list of like things to go like, oh, marketing. Okay. How am I going to, how am I going to share my message? Cause it can't just be my journey. And I think that that's such the biggest thing. Like great that I figured it out or at least what I currently figure out. But if the people around me don't think that, then what's the point? You know, if the system collapses the second I leave, or if it's only, you know, good for my students in my classroom, I'm going to have to redo everything every year. And so that first cohort is almost like, you know, you're, you're watching the train go by and you're like catching glimpses because you're thinking so much. And then the second time I was just able to be like, all right, I know where we're going with this and I've had time to process some of it. Um, but you know, going through it a second time is, is almost a necessity. Don't go away. We'll be back with the second half of our conversation with Mark Heinz after this short break. Hey, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Modern Learners podcast. If you're listening today, it's likely because you understand that we have a real need for change in our schools and that we owe it to our learners to think differently about what school is and what it can be. Modern Learners Community is the home for global educational leaders who are igniting the movement to fully reimagine the school experience for all learners. If you are someone who is in a position of educational leadership or who someday aspires to be, and you want to surround yourself with others doing this difficult and vital work, we invite you to join us in Modern Learners Community. I'm Lynn Hilt, the Community Manager of MLC, and our Learning Commons will help ensure you're using your professional learning time to the fullest. MLC offers carefully curated content to help you find signal among the noise, thought-provoking questions and discussions with inspiring community members who are serious about change, live events and access to the Modern Learners team, and a circle of critical friends who will help you reimagine the school experience for the learners in your schools. When you become a member of Modern Learners community, you will be challenged, you will be heard, you will question, you will gain clarity, and you will learn. Visit modernlearners.com slash ML community and click subscribe now to request your invitation to MLC. After doing so, we'll be in touch about how you can join in our movement. And we are so confident that you will find incredible value in making MLC your preferred learning destination that we offer a 30 day money back guarantee. Let's create a whole new experience of school together. I think you're also raising a really interesting point. Mark, and, and this is us reflecting on, on your role and people like you in Child Change School, and that is that 
as we're growing more cohorts and now we've got more than 300 people across, I think it's 14 or 15 countries or something, um, the alums coming back, when you come back, you're, you're modelling what you've learnt and your openness and your transparency to the others who are just new to Change School, which makes it so much easier for them. So whilst you say you're gaining by coming back and going through and joining in the discussions, and I'm sure you'll be back in Change School 6 with us as well, but it also, what we're noticing is that people are getting to the space quicker because people like yourself now are modelling that, you know, openness and the ability to share the experiences much earlier. And it really helps the whole community, I think. Yeah. And that's the cool thing is like, it's not like you finished change school and it's like, all right, well, now you've got your packaged, you know, plan and go implement it. You know, I mean, it's, it's a journey. And I think that that's, it's, it's going to be for life. You know, that's the thing that's every group of students is different. You know, the climate is changing in terms of like, well, what do we really want? The funding available. I mean, there's so many different facets that are coming into it. And as you know, technology continually changes, it's not like whatever we come up with today is going to be set and our instructional vision is going to be ready for it. So, um, no, and even the, the book talks in the alumni circle have been amazing. You know, that's, that's where I really think you get to shine because it's, it's a group of people coming together to just really talk about the nitty gritty of what we mean by learning in schools and, um, yeah, that, that's been amazing, too, to be a part of those conversations. So we do a lot of uh, explorations in Change School that, that are, you know, in the community um, that uh, are asynchronous, right? People can drop in on those anytime they want. Um, I think we've got about 25 of them total is through the eight weeks. Was there any one that stands out to you that you remember that kind of, kind of twisted your brain a little bit more than maybe the others? or um, um, any? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't remember which exact one it was, but it was the Valve, you know, when... Handbook, he, valve Handbook, yeah. Yeah, and you're reading that and you're like, <laughs> okay. And I play video games, so I'm very familiar with the company and the video games and the platform that they've created. And, and reading it, you were, I, I just was taken aback. And I'm like, well, if this is the future that we're preparing people for, then all of the easy mantras and the easy outs that we have are you know, not valid anymore. Uh, you know, just even the tongue in cheek way that their handbook is written in, you know, it, right. it takes somebody who's going to be a learner for life oh, to yeah. continually adapt to that. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was just, I think eye opening of like, this is the business world. Cause I think, you know, as teachers, we're not always plugged into the business world. Most of us never were a part of that in any large capacity. So to know what a traditional business job is, it's, it's just what you hear or read or talk with, with your friends. And so that was just eye opening. I'm like, and this, this is the company though, that we would aspire our students to work with. You know, we would hope that they would be lucky to be a part of this and to get into that. I mean, that hiring process has got to be rigorous enough where they're really looking to see if you can adapt and change and learn on the job. Yeah. So, mate, I'm, I'm just going to have to drop off and leave you and Will to talk, but uh, I've got another call I have to do. So it's always a pleasure hearing your story. Thanks very much for sharing the time with me, mate. Always good to talk to you, Bruce. See you later, Bruce. So um, 
I'm wondering um, a little bit about post change school now, right? So I know that um, you've been doing some some interesting blogging, and I want you to talk about that in terms of of how you think that um, that work is kind of fitting with what you were thinking about when you were with us. Um, you yeah. Know, doing so started blogging a couple of years ago. Uh, another change school alum, the one who got me into it, Linda Ashida, was like, "We got to blog. We got to document what we're doing." <laughs> And, and I kind of just followed that, you know, like I was blogging about what I was doing and, you know, here's a cool strategy. Um, and then last year I really kind of tried to document an entire year uh, worth of my like lessons. And so uh, that morphed into, I did 37 posts, I think, um, second semester, the students all wrote it. So it was all from their point of view. And, and it was pretty much, you know, like a, linear progression of trying to focus on learning, but um, really just more or less like, did this work? Did it not? And it was really powerful. Um, but then once I got into change school, I was kind of like, all right, like this isn't really what I want to focus on. Um, and while it was really powerful for me as a way to document what I was doing and to kind of get students involved in reflecting on actual teaching and learning, um, you know, change school kind of really helped me find my voice. You know, and that, that most of my blog posts were written, uh, I think, very much like a professional, you know, in a standard, like, this right. is a textbook kind of way. Um, I did this and see the results. Uh, right. And this year, I, I've just been using it as a forum to kind of get my, you know, mindsets out. And so my first one was about when AP scores came out and... I went for a run and I just was like, I, I feel bad that I am judging myself and my students the way that I am. And no one is asking me to do that. You know, it's not even like the college board, even though, you know, they come out and it's all about just if a kid is potentially college ready. Right. And, you know, and while that may be the case with what they're trying to do, you can't help but compare because it's a number and you compare it to previous years and compare it to what you thought. And so, I, I wrote a post, I feel terrible just because I'm viewing kids instead of them. I'm viewing them as a number and either what they could have been, or I'm surprised by a kid. I'm like, Oh wow, that kid did better than I thought. And then I'm like, well, why am I doing that? Like, <laughs> uh, and I felt great in May about the entire year. And then the scores came out and then I still felt great. And then I'm like, well, well, that's even worse that like I'm praising myself for moving them down the metric. Um, and then kind of like, well, great. Now, if, if that's the case, what do I mean by learning? And so it took me a real long time. Um, kind of spent a lot of the summer just thinking about it. What do I really mean by learning and came up with that post. And then at the start of the school year, I kind of walked my students through that and said like, well, look, if, if we're going to really do this. If I am going to be a teacher who kind of decides that if we're going to really do meaningful learning that's going to be lifelong and changing and really help you and your individual interests in, um, we had to have a shared discussion on that. And so yeah. I don't think I've ever been as energized as I was in the first two weeks of school by talking to kids about learning. Um, I mean, it was awesome. So what, did they, what did they say? I mean, what, what were some of their reactions? Well, you know, it's kind of the same thing when I ask them, like, well, what do you mean by learning? <laughs> you know, and I had them kind of jot that down. And kids just kind of looked at me like, what do you mean? Like, where's the syllabus? You know, right. like, let's get moving. 
Um, and they're so primed that there's like a right answer in so many of their like avenues or that they're in kind of like deficit mindsets. They're like, well, I don't have skills. So learning is improving my skills. And so some of them would write down like gaining new skills. And I'm like, okay, for how long? You know, kind of like asking them like, well, what if you, what if you know the 50 states today, but I ask you in three days and you can't recall them, is that learning? And they all kind of looked at me and they were like, oh, well, I guess not. And I'm like, okay, well, you guys have been through school. I'm like, let's pick on my subject so we don't offend anybody else. And you've had like eight or nine years of history and geography. So you've been taught about the presidents and global issues and World War II, how many times? And yet, if we were to say, let's recall all of that, most of you probably couldn't. And they were like, yep, yep, yep. And so we kind of went through that and said, okay, well, first of all, you have to have it be meaningful. And it has to be of a great interest to you. Otherwise, it's that, oh, who was in that movie? And you look it up and you're pacified for 30 seconds. And then three weeks later, you're like, who was in that movie again? And so... Um, I think the kids really kind of appreciated me being honest with them, <laughs> you know, saying like, we're going to throw out all of the stuff that I know is going to feel good in the moment when I give you a list of things. Um, and then you regurgitate that back to me. Like we're getting rid of all of that. Um, and then week two, after we kind of held this kind of definition and we kind of had a shared understanding that it has to be meaningful, it has to be useful and it can't just be useful for a test. You know, it can't just be like, well, it's useful because on Friday I'm going to get points that will right. then lead to something. Um, yeah. Or it could not be just useful for a potential future. You know, like, well, I might become a historian in 12 years. So I need to <laughs> hold on to this. Um, it had to be useful, which means really like it's going to shape their understanding of the world in some way. Yeah. Um, and so kind of using those things, um, we kind of looked at an essential question, you know, like what is going to be a driving question for at least the current moment um, and hopefully for the whole year. And so in the geography class that I'm teaching, we looked at to what extent can we use the world and its people? Like at, at what point can we do whatever we want with it? And so the kids were really kind of primed into that and they developed their own questions based off of that. So we spent kind of a day just saying like, well, what's interesting to you surrounding this kind of global phenomena? Can we literally pollute the earth to whatever extent we want? Can we treat people as poorly as we want? You know, and then we looked at the other end of that and saying like, well, if we don't want to pollute the earth at all, we should end humanity. And so they were like, oh no, we don't want to do that either. And so kind of getting them to like a central theme and, and kind of their own mantra, a la change school, kind of like, well, you know, if you could change something about the world, what would you change? Right. And so kids were coming up with like, well, why are we racist? You know, where does prejudice come from? You know, how long can we pollute the earth at the current rate? You know, is all pollution equal? Are all people polluting the earth equally? You know, what does it even mean to pollute the earth? And so we spent, um, a long time just kind of diving into that. And we're still there, you know, every day we're just kind of revealing a little bit, um, a little bit more, and then they're adding to their own personal narrative. And we're about to embark on kind of like a, a seminar project for them for the next couple of weeks where they're going to kind of really just get to develop their own, 
um, question and present on it. So you're capturing that on the blog in, in I think, a very interesting way. You're, you're talking about what the lesson was or what the experience was, and um, you're, you're getting a sense from the teachers that you work with what happened and what transpired. But then you're also then going to a student and getting that kind of perspective on it. So what have you learned from doing that? It, it's been cool. Uh, so you're talking about a project that I'm starting with. Um, there's nine teachers, one from about every discipline in the school. Right. And it's really, I'm going in about once a quarter and just kind of asking them like, well, what did you learn this, this lesson or this quarter, this couple of weeks, and what would you hope for in the future? Um, and then I kind of meet with the teacher afterwards and we just talk about like, Hey, what do you want? You know, what, what do you think physical education can be? What do you think psychology or an English class can be? And it's been really, really fascinating. Like listening to the kids, you know, like one kid in a math class was like, I've always been good at math, but now I don't think I like it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so how do you get back to that? You know, do you just do things because you're good at it? You know, or would you change something about the way that math has been done your entire life? Because I think so many of our kids have been plugged into that same thing that they buy into. Well, if I get an A in something, it means I like it. Right. And they know that that's false. The second I start talking to them, I'm like, well, what do you want to do? And they're like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> like if you, if you had eight hours a day, what would you want to learn about? And they're like, oh, well, I, I don't know. You know, and I don't think they've ever been so plugged in to the ability to, to kind of do what they want. Yeah. In school, right? Because In school. Oh, yeah. Because they're all kind of pursuing that outside of school, probably, in right. terms of learning what they want to learn when they want to learn it type of thing, right? And when I was going through change school last year, I had a student who, um, we were reading Persepolis in my class, and this kid was reading another book, and he's voracious reader and I was like like hey have you have you finished Persepolis and he looked at me and he goes why is your book better than mine <laughs> there you go and he wasn't being like authoritative right. problematic he just was literally just genuinely interested like but I'm really diving into this book can't I read mine right. and and I was like oh man by like me forcing you to read my one book I'm actually turning you away from reading which is pretty awful <laughs> as a teacher to realize that you're doing that. Uh, so, so that's kind of spawned into that. Yeah, no, and that's very cool. And I, I think that those comparisons are so interesting because I, I don't think that we spend enough time getting the perspectives on what's happening in classrooms from those two different viewpoints. You know, what, what I remember, you know, when I was teaching, I taught for in a classroom for 20 years and, and there were days I walked out of there thinking that was just the greatest lesson ever. But I'm sure there were kids walking out of there going, thank God that's over with, you know, and, and we just don't get that. And so I, I found those blog posts really interesting. Um, so in the last couple of minutes we have left, I know that one of the things that we're really excited about now is as we're getting into our you know, sixth cohort is that there have been some pretty cool connections that have happened among people um, in in the in the similar cohorts, but also just in among the alumni group. And I know that you were doing some work with Christina Klassen um, out in Colorado. I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about what that looked like, because 
Um, that's the kind of, of cross-pollination of ideas that, that we're really trying to facilitate. So what was that about? So last year we started to, to connect outside of Change School, you know, still using kind of Zoom as a platform to do that. And um, she was attempting to get kind of a coaching model going on at her school and some release time so that she can kind of start to push some of the same questions that we're all asking. And so she kind of used what we were doing at Elk Grove um, as a model and took all of our data of how many connections we've been making with staff and how they've been pushed. Um, and she brought that to her administration and actually got release time for this year to do it. And so this year we've been meeting every other week. Um, we've been meeting for about an hour in the morning just to kind of, you know, say, Hey, how's it going? Um, you know, how are those conversations going? What are you finding that's effective? You know, where have you had problems and pushback? Um, have you overstepped your boundaries a little bit and, you know, what's your comfort zone? So it's just been great, um, having that and knowing that it's going on in another building in another part of the country has been, you know, it's, it's just, it's peaceful (laughs) knowing that you're not, you're not in it alone. Yeah, right. And I mean, we hear that from a lot of people that um, the best thing about their experience is that a lot of the work that they've been trying to do on their own, they feel like they have a, a, a bit of a tribe, you know, to, to kind of do it with now. And, and we, we just love the ways that a lot of people are beginning to make those connections. Um, I know there's, there have been connections between California and New York, there have been connections between Australia and and you know all just lots of different places in in the states and um i i just i'm really excited about the fact that we know that's going to grow as we get more and more people coming through it i i just want to end with this i mean if there was one thing that you could point to that was just the most different about you kind of post change school from pre-change school what would you say that would be i have values now that I actually am living. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, I, I actually am passionate about what I am doing um, as opposed to just doing things. Cause I think we're really good about, you know, working and not knowing necessarily if that's the direction you want to be going towards. And now I have a direction and a value that I want to be going towards. Um, how to get there is a little bit harder now, but um, it, it is having intent and purpose behind what I want and what I'm doing. That's awesome. And that, that how to get there piece is why it's lifetime membership, right? Right. <laughs> conversations <laughs> like these. <laughs> That's right. You can keep coming back and we'll be here and, and uh, we'll have conversations like these. Hey, listen, Mark, can't thank you enough for spending some time tonight. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate all the contributions you've made to the work in the community. And, and, uh, and again, just looking forward to continuing as we go forward. Um, appreciate you being here tonight. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. So for those of you who are still listening or watching change school six starts on the 19th of September, and we are open enrollment right now through next Friday at midnight. Um, you can get all the details at change.school, and uh, we would love it if you joined us. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to either me, uh, Bruce, Missy. We're all uh, Will at Modern Learners, Bruce at ModernLearners.com, Missy at ModernLearners.com. We'd be happy to get back to you with any, any answers that we can give you about the work. But um, again, uh, really looking forward to keeping these conversations going. 
And thanks so much for listening or watching tonight. Um, and hopefully we'll see you online. Cheers, everyone.